What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Sahil Sahil Show, where we interview some unstoppable entrepreneurs who are dominating figures in their businesses. Sahil here, back again with an awesome, insane guest. Today, we are interviewing a really special guest who have made millions of dollars using Facebook groups, awarded Two Comma Club Award three times, and has spoken on stages with people like Damon John, Kevin Harrington, and many more. He has built and donated houses for families in Baja, Mexico, and breathwork facilitator. His mission is to help the world design their lives to achieve fulfillment instead of just success, defining their values, vision, action plan, and surrounding them with a community of like-minded individuals. Without any further ado, let's welcome Andrew Cruzy to our show today. What's up, everyone? This is Sahil here, and welcome to The Sahil Sagal Show, where I'm going to be interviewing some crazy entrepreneurs out there who started from scratch with no experience, resources, and connections, and then later on became unstoppable and dominating figures in their respective businesses. We're going to dive deep into the mindset of these super successful entrepreneurs to find out how they did it and how you can model it too. It's time to pick their brains and uncover all the strategies and tactics which these entrepreneurs use to scale their businesses from nowhere to multiple six, seven, and eight figures. Welcome to The Sahil Sagal Show. Welcome, Andrew. Dude, that intro was so cool, man. I'm awesome, man. That is so cool. I need to create one like that. <laughs> Absolutely. You deserve it, man. You earned it. <laughs> All right. It's a pleasure and honor to have you, man. Thank you so much. Honor to be here. I'm excited for this. Absolutely. Let's dive into it. I do. I want to know about some of the, I've been following you from a while, but I want to know some major broad strokes of your whole entrepreneur journey. Oh, is some what? What are you looking at? Broad strokes. What are the things? Yeah. Um, started in uh, 2017. Um, leading up to that point, I was in Chicago. I was working a sales gig. I was drinking four or five nights a week, always waking up in my bed uh, on the weekends, hungover. Um, definitely not living a life of fulfillment or any success whatsoever. And um, something just clicked in me after I read this poem called Invictus by William Ernest Henley. In uh, the final two lines there are, I'm master of my fate and captain of my soul. And what's up, RJ? Good to see you. Um, and when I read those two lines, something just jumped out at me. And I'm like, that's what I'm living my life by. I'm going to take radical responsibility and I can create whatever I want out of this life. And that's really what kicked everything off. I set a goal to lose 20 pounds and to quit drinking in 90 days. Um, day 45, I broke down and cried in the shower. Up until that point, I had been depressed for six years, like completely numb and hadn't cried in six years. So I was start finally starting to feel again. And then day 75, I weighed myself at the YMCA and looking down at the scale and it says 162 pounds and I was 21 pounds lighter than I was 75 days previously and just filled up with like being proud of myself, which I haven't in the longest time. And then 15 days after that, uh, I was 90 days sober. And I was like, holy shit, if I take radical responsibility for my life and be my word, then I can create whatever I want out of this life. So shortly after that, quit my job, uh, started an agency uh, running Facebook ads for local businesses. That was really hot back in the day. So I jumped on that trend, uh, joined a couple courses, joined a couple coaching programs, 
And I make it sound easy, but it was really tough first three months just grinding. I would go door to door. I would walk up to, uh, uh, I would walk into gyms, walk into restaurants, walk into chiropractic offices and just be nervous and shaking and being like, hey, do you want a free trial? So it was like that for like three to six months. Um, but then I finally started making some money uh, and got to my first 10K month, moved straight to the Bahamas with some guys that I met in a Facebook group, uh, lived in the Bahamas for two months, uh, then just started traveling for the next 14 months, started a coaching program, basically was that dude that was uh, coach coaching coaches and doing that damn thing. Uh, so I did that for five years, built a team. Uh, I, I kind of did a little bit differently. I built a team of 20 people, uh, got super burnt out last year. What's up, Hassan? Good to see you, bud. Uh, got super burnt out last year. I remember uh, just waking up one morning and it was like six months leading up to that point of just like knowing that I was going to reach that point of burnout. And then this one morning, I just like tried to go to my computer. I was laying on my floor in my bedroom, just hearing Slack notifications ding on my computer. And I was like, I can't fucking move. Um, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And I was like, what am I going to do? And I was living with my girlfriend at the time, two and a half year relationship. And I was like, I just need to make some changes. And ended up breaking up with her that day, walked in the bedroom and was like, hey, we need to we need to end this. Um, so that month broke up with a girlfriend, got in a car accident, woke up in the hospital, had a falling out with my best friend, all of this in the course of a month and realized I needed to sell my business. So I started looking for buyers, found six awesome guys that wanted to buy the business, um, one of them being Michael Chu, who ended up buying the business. And then over the past year and a half, I've just been traveling, enjoying the money, uh, and started my new business, Masters of Fate, which is an epic brotherhood where we focus on mindset, energy, relationships, and finances. We have 70 guys in there right now. Uh, basically, uh, it's influence over self, influence over others, and then influence over the masses. And it goes in that order. So self-mastery, relationship mastery, and business mastery. Uh, and we have two events per year. Uh, and the issue that I was struggling with was I had a vision for my business. I had systems for my business. I had values for my business, but I didn't have them for my own personal life. And I was so focused on my business that I ended up burning out. But the very first part is focusing on ourselves and improving ourselves so we can have influence over ourselves, influence over others, and then influence over the masses with the mission that we want to bring to this world. So that's what I'm working on now. And those are the broad strokes, man. Wow, man, that's crazy. That's a roller coaster. Yeah. So many things you have been through and, and now you are here. I was uh, indirectly learning from you. As I mentioned, you, my coaches were your students, people like Doug Bott and Armin Shafi, these, these people I've been learning from and coach being coaching other people, coaches. That's <laughs> so cool to see that ripple effect, man. Exactly. You have been there, man. You have mastered the game and now. It's, it's been going on to the, not to just your students, my students, it's a whole chain that you started, jumped into it. And that's where it began. I really, you, that's a big impact that you created over there. Yeah. When you were into this space, when you were exactly living that life, what exactly was it like in the initial days? I'm, I'm sure that's, that's a hustling phase that you mentioned that you were doing all that stuff. But what, what was that thing that was keep pushing you, motivated, motivating you every day to, 
work, sit on your desk and do the work? Dude, that's a great question. Um, I'm so grateful for going through six years of depression and feeling completely numb to everything um, because that is what really drove me, not being like that again, like not being in a place where I'm constantly anxious. I don't have any money, so that's why I'm constantly anxious. Um, it's, it's, it, it's just been the motivation of self-improvement and continuously improving each day. So I, so I'm not like that. Um, and that's kind of, it started with that pain motivator, not being like that and, um, not being like one of the, to get super deep with you guys, um, uh, not being, I love my dad, but not being like my dad, not getting to 66 years old and not being healthy physically, mm -hmm. and not being able to retire. Um, and in this journey, I've been able to, uh, pay off my dad's debt so he can retire. So he's retired now. So that's great. But it was that big pain motivator. And then it's kind of switched from finally having money to what is my dharma? What am I put on this earth to do? Mm -hmm. um, and it really comes down to helping this world evolve in love and consciousness. I think that's the only meaning to being existing on this earth. And we get so swept up in the money and money is fucking great and it provides freedom and it can provide massive impact through our mission but it's in the one-to-one -one interactions every single day and actually showing up for those people and being full ourselves so our cup can flow over and fill those people up with more love and consciousness um, so we can make a massive ripple effect. Um, so it's kind of a switch from a pain motiva motivator to a pleasure and dharma motivator. Yeah, that's a great one. Exactly. And when you were into the phase, this will be a selfish question for me, when you were uh, into the phase when about to hit your first mill. That's what I, most of my audience is. They are running about hitting their first two comma club award and all that. Well, how was the feeling? We were talking backstage as well. But what were the lessons basically? That's what I want. So what were the lessons that you learned while you were in the face of hitting your first mill? Yeah, I love this question. Sayo. So thanks for asking it. Um, nothing fucking changes. You feel the same. Uh, it's cool to have two comic club award and multiple ones on my wall when I have them. Um, it's cool, cool to have that. Um, but it's nothing changes internally. It's just kind of another step. And it's like, cool, I did it like that can go on my bio. That's dope. But internally, nothing changes. And what I realized over the past year and a half of self discovery, um, and going deep and being involved, uh, traveling the world and meeting different cultures, especially Asian cultures, mm -hmm. is they, there are two different types of energy and the Asian cultures are so in honor energy. And that's where we usually start our entrepreneur career is that we just want to work. We want to hustle. We want to be creative. We want to create new things. That's awesome. And then it changes to this pride energy where it's like, I am this person, I am the two comma club award winner. And like, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to show up like this, instead of being in that creative, fun energy. And I realized that it switched at some point in my last business, where I went from honor and being creative and having a lot of fun with it, to pride of having this facade and like, this is who I am and looking at other people. And I got to, I got to double my profits each month and that sort of stuff. And it's like, that isn't going to change us internally or get us get us to a point where we're super excited about our success and our fulfillment. It's staying in that honor energy 
which I've definitely made the switch in this new business with Masters of Fate, where just I'm I'm the most happy I've ever been and the most lit up because I know that lesson now to stay in honor, to stay in creative. Don't look at the don't like KPIs are super fucking important, but don't let my identity get wrapped up in those things. Um, so hitting seven figures, it's cool for the two comma club award, but, uh, and just having that under the belt. But what really got me there was being in that honor energy and having fun with it and being curious and want to learn more skill sets and take the action to build more of those skill sets. Yeah, that's, that's so great. And it's like a never ending chase. I think it's, I remember hitting the first hundred K and then like, I don't know how the life will change. It was 100K a year, then it's changed to 100K in six months, then one month, all that stuff. And then... Moving, doesn't it? Exactly. But yeah. internally, yeah, you think about now what's next. I think it's the same with everyone. Which is amazing. It's it's amazing yeah. to grow and set those new metrics. But if we're not having fun with it, we're not, we're not that's not going to help us feel complete inside. So yet. true. Yeah. yeah, so true. And when you were doing all this, when you were in that movement, obviously everyone had the burnout movements and all that. What was your biggest low at, at that point? Oh, shit, that's a great question. I don't want to repeat the low that I had with the one month of breaking up with a girlfriend and all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> I think one moment that I vividly remember is that I was in Sunny Isles in Miami, like just in this epic uh, penthouse apartment. And I was out on the beach with my girlfriend at the time. And she was, it was like a Saturday. And I was so in my head, my thoughts were racing and just thinking, oh, I need to build out these systems. I need to do this, I need to do that. That will get us to 500K per month, yada, yada, yada. And it was fucking beautiful out. Um, and I had this gorgeous girl beside me and she's just telling me like, yo, slow down, don't do this, don't do, like, just like stay here with me, let's have fun. And I was drinking more of my Starbucks coffee and then it finally clicked where I was so up in my head, I was like, no, I need to go build out these systems, I'm going. And then I went back and built out these atrocious fucking systems and Asana and all of that and I was all over the place. And um, it was just, it was a weird energy to be in. And that's what led me to burnout, just being so heady and thinking I need to do X, Y, and Z instead of actually being able to slow down and appreciate the moment, which would have actually allowed me to be more productive throughout the week. And one of my favorite quotes now is it's the space between the notes that make the music. I do, I, do breath work every day. I meditate every day. I work out every single day because I'm creating the space between the notes so I can actually create a symphony in my life. Um, because without those breaks, um, I'm not able to go from my head to my heart and be able to create the space between the notes. Um, so probably that moment look, reflecting back was a super low, but like reflecting back also an amazing lesson. Oh, that's a great analogy. Yeah. I love that one. And it's a, it's a typical entrepreneur thing. <laughs> yeah, I want to do the work, but you're enjoying the thing and you're still running that thing in the mind. Yeah. It's common with everyone. Yeah. yeah. I want to touch base more with the Facebook groups. I know you have already sold that business and all that, but still, I want to take uh, some wisdom. Right, so, I'm just <laughs> I'll talk about Facebook groups. 
<laughs> just like a little bit wisdom out of you yeah. when you were doing that when uh, you have mastered that game actually what are the do's and don'ts that you can recommend people other audience of us uh, while managing the facebook group or keeping um, all that running the facebook group yeah great question um i think the most important part to start a facebook group is to have members in there <laughs> uh, i remember i was obsessed when i first started my facebook group and why it was so successful is that i just worked my ass off to get as many members in there as possible right off the bat that was my metric for success how many members can i get in there so knowing that it's about having a system around um getting more audience members into your facebook group and then having the content system to run and warm them up from a stranger to wanting to buy from you but a lot of people just over focus on the content system and not about the attraction system um which is typically more important just more eyeballs that you can have on your stuff um so that's super important um and then in the content system like one thing that people neglect in facebook groups is just responding to comments um especially if you're like under six mm -hmm. years you should be respond you personally should be responding to every single fucking comment um if you have a team then creating sops around how to respond to comments and that sort of stuff that goes such a long way and it's that invisible roi where they're just having another touch point from you and there's another notification showing up in their inbox and yes. just another touch point another notification from you um so those are the big things and just like fucking genuinely providing value i think there's been a big shift um over the past two years where it used to be like let me hold all of this back for my course and not give it to my facebook group where i used to i used to just give it all away and that's why the, my initial facebook group was successful um and then uh there's been the shift especially with alex harmozy just like you you yeah. give them the value and they pay for the implementation of that value right um which i love that um and we have a new facebook group now for the new business it's called the seven figure entrepreneur shift if anybody wants to check that out um amazing content around transforming our lives transforming our business and you can get a feel for the the content system in there absolutely i'm going to be dropping the link as well in the show notes and anybody wants to go there definitely do that in terms of that same thing andrew uh, uh when uh, you shared really great points over there i really love that can i be uh, on the show yeah, yeah sure take <laughs> feel feel home <laughs> we can talk more about that if we want that's fine <laughs> mike uh, i was about to ask you a question regarding the facebook group when now there are as you were saying there are a lot of them and all that and uh, really great wisdom over there what you shared but now is there like i think it's over last time i saw that 1.8 billion plus facebook groups are there what are the best practices according to you to hold someone's attention over there mhm mm because uh, one person is a group of a part of like maybe 100 facebook group these days it's very common mhm mm what's your two cents on that um i mean it's there are so many different components but obviously frequency uh and the um uh the just how big the value is of each post or each live that you do um if there if your frequency is high but there's no fucking value in your post nobody's going to want to consume it but you can have lower frequency but more impact with your posts and in um 
in your Facebook lives, um, then more people will stick around and you can have less frequency. But there's like that, but then underneath it, it's your ability to storytell, like build up the skill sets within. What's really important is like, and I'm a constant learner of this, um, is just being able to create vivid stories in people's and create it in their minds through the five senses and be able to take them through a journey. And if you can do that, you can write epic posts and you can create epic Facebook lives. It's not really about the, the posts or the Facebook lives. It's our skill sets behind it and how good we are at actual persuasion, which is kind of the macro skill set and storytelling is kind of micro skill set. Um, so building up those the skill sets of persuasion is more important than what we're actually doing inside of the Facebook group. I see a lot of people look at tactics when actually what's going to move them forward the most are building those specific skill sets of persuasion and actually looking at the core fundamentals and frameworks of persuasion that will take you so much further than anything you're learning in a like a tactic in a facebook group and then those skill sets will also transfer over to email marketing email marketing advertising all that stuff um so that's one big thing I want to mention. I think there's an overfocus on uh, tactics and platforms and an underfocus on the underlining skill set that will actually take people further in their life. Yeah, that's right on. Exactly. I'm, I'm a big believer in that one. Even I'd focus more on quality rather than quant- uh, quantity or frequency. That's cool. What are your node negotiables? I would, I'm, I'm jumping into the now life and all that part masters of fate. That's what related to have some questions related. I, I would ask that. What are your, some of the known negotiables in terms of business and life? Dude, that is a phenomenal question. Um, hmm. I, so I have created my five operational values for myself that have been so impactful in my own life and knowing those things. Um, so one of my non-negotiables now, uh, and I was in, I was in Morocco and I was meditating on a dune in the Sahara desert. And it just like, it was like a download came to me. I saw that story. Uh, it did. It was amazing. Um, but it's just change yourself and then change the world. Um, yeah. that's one of my non-negotiables now. Cause I, as a coach, um, and one of the things I look back on and I'm not super proud of is like my mind was wired to be like, oh, I, I learned this new thing. Let me make a post about it. Instead of I learned this new thing, let me implement it, test it out in my own life and then create a post about it. So, um, and it's interesting, a lot of coaches in the space are wired this way now where it's just like, cool, new thing. I gotta be the fastest to the market and put this out there and make a Facebook post about it. Um, and I was definitely one of those people in the past, but making that a non-negotiable and one of my core values of change myself and then change the world has been super helpful. Um, also, another big thing is if I won't work with somebody for a day, I won't work, or if I won't work with somebody for life, I won't work with them for a day. This has been really helpful in my hiring process where I am a fucking stickler on who comes onto the team. And that has helped, that little quote has helped me tremendously. 
and asking myself, would I work with this person for a day? Would I work with them for a year? Can I see myself working with them for three years? Um, if the answer is no, then I don't hire them. Um, and I used to be so quick with hiring. And I think that was the downfall to my last business um, and why I wasn't lit up by it. Um, and now I only hire people that I absolutely love and can actually get the shit done. Um, and that think outside of the box um, and that bring value to the company. Um, and uh, that has just made working uh, inside of Masters of Fate fucking amazing. And I can trust my team members just from that one simple thing. And we have a whole hiring process and red flags that we look out for and all that stuff. But that quote has really helped. Um, <clears throat> and uh, radical responsibility is non-negotiable, like just taking the, like, this is my life. I take responsibility for all, everything, the good and the bad. Uh, and that gives me the ability to make the changes if I need to make the changes. There are a lot more, mm. but I think those are good. No, those are major ones. Yeah, that's, that was so deep. I got that. If you won't work with a person for a day, for a life, sorry, then you won't work for a day. Yeah. Amazing, amazing man. The, uh, I was seeing the those uh, this just popped in my mind. I was seeing stories of Doug and Omar. Omar was on our show as well, and you guys were building homes in Mexico and all that. My question is like, how was it making you feel internally that like, was it for the some kind of internal fulfillment you were doing it or what exactly was it? Yeah. That one. So at Masters of Fate, our whole thing like our mission is to move people up. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So my big mission is to build over a thousand houses in my lifetime and hopefully more. Um, because the more we move people up Maslow's hierarchy of needs and get them out of the safety, and then they can focus on other things with, with we provide them water, housing, uh, food, all of that stuff, um, then we're making this world a better place. So we do one house build a year. That was our very first one for the Masters of Faith Brothers um, with Doug and Omar, and it was epic. Um, in the feeling, um, I've built four houses so far. I donated an entire house, um, uh, on my birthday last year. And there was this moment where the house was, we were putting the finishing touches on the house and I was looking at the, the dad, um, and his son I'm trying to remember their names right now. Um, but he's just holding his son and giving him kisses and crying. And men in those cultures don't cry whatsoever. And the son is jumping up and down and the dad is saying, we're gonna be warm in that house, like we're gonna be safe, all of that stuff. I have never felt feelings like that in my life. And it filled me up with so much gratitude um, for just like my living situation um, and just so much empathy for them. And I was in that moment, I had never felt that much gratitude in my life. Um, so that was a really powerful moment and why I love those house builds. So that's so fulfilling, nothing like priceless thing. That's a blessing, I would say. Yeah, yeah, they're really Amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. Doug also asked me, I'm, I'm gonna be joining next year, hopefully. He asked me, he sent me a message, but do you wanna come over? I said, sure, next year. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. You guys are doing in 2023, right? Yeah, we're doing another one in October. The coolest thing is you go down with 25 people and you leave with 25 new best friends. 
Wow. Um, and we all stay at an epic house, like the, the organization that we go through, um, Baja Bound. Um, they provide us an epic house for three days and we just play games uh, at night and then we build the house during the day. It's a lot of fun too. That's the best mastermind I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Of the life, not just the business. Yeah. So we, yeah, and in the in the brotherhood, um, we have those house builds. We have two events per year. Uh, we provide all the brothers with systems, self mastery systems, relationship mastery systems, business mastery systems, um, all built out on Airtable because I love Airtable systems. Yeah. And basically drop the template in, and then we go through trainings on how to build out your how to build out your offers, how to build out your SOPs, how to hire, all of that stuff on the business side, how to create your vision, values, purpose, beliefs, um, habits, uh, goal setting, all that on the self mastery side. Relationship mastery side is really fucking cool with the different frameworks that we use for uh, influence and how to actually communicate effectively with others um, and track our relationships and the different categories of that. So, um, yeah, it's just, I've been in that honor energy and it's been really fun building this stuff out. That's like restructuring the entire human soul. Yeah. All the pillars that you mentioned, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, any resource that uh, you want to drop here for our people, they want to check it out and all that. Yeah, I think the Facebook group would be great. We have uh, amazing trainings in there around business relationships and personal mastery. Um, and then uh, if you want to hit me up and just tell me what your favorite thing was about this podcast, or if we have a training on one of those things for free, just you can ask um, and we can send it over. We have a bunch of free material out there. So cool. that's yeah. great. I'm going to be joining personally joining that Facebook group as well. Going to be yeah, posting in the stories and tagging you over there. Awesome, man. Uh, any last words for our buddy entrepreneurs out there before we round this up? Oh, dude. I, like three days ago, I was in the elevator and I'm, I remember having a thought and I was like, the next time I'm signing off from a podcast interview, I'm going to tell everybody this. And I forget what it was. So let, what was the thing? Um, I think the most important thing I think I could address is that the people in our life are our life. Um, oh. And just to be, when we know ourselves, when we know our values, when we know our mission, then it's just about communicating our values, communicating our mission, asking questions around what their values are, what their mission is, and noticing how we feel around them. And the people that are values align and mission align and you feel great around them, those are your soul family. And keep those people fucking close. Um, everybody else, there's 8 billion people on this planet, like, don't feel bad about like, just yeah removing somebody from from your life because you're not their person they're not your person so i think that's the most important thing the, the people in our life are our life so choose wisely um and when we get to know ourselves better we can keep a circle around us that really lights us up it's a great life lesson people who are watching on live on replay that's right from the man himself andrew love it man that's so great thank you so much andrew for coming on giving your valuable 
time, wisdom, all that stuff. I really love that interview. Thank you so much once again. Thank you so much and keep that beard strong, man. Absolutely. <laughs> I will. Thanks again, man. All right, people, we will be coming back again with another episode next time. Till then, stay tuned. Take care. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And if you have enjoyed this episode, make sure to visit dreamclientsecrets.com to get more information about how you can grow and scale your online business. And if you love this show, don't forget to leave me a five-star review and I will see you in the next episode.